Hello and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter First. This time we're talking about Legend of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 10, Legion of Doom. And this one, uh, it starts off kind of cute. The, the recap is performed by Damien Dark. So uh, I did not admit I didn't watch the recap, but it was, My name is Damien Dark, and in 2016 I was murdered by the vigilante known as the Green Arrow. Now, um, I don't know why he doesn't say Oliver Queen, uh, and I suppose from his viewpoint it would be murdered. And the reason this one's called the Legion of Doom is because we spend as much time with them as we do the heroes. And the upshot of the Legion of Doom plotline is that uh, Malcolm and Damien are basically bickering and fighting and not trusting each other, which, I mean, you know, why would you trust each other? Like, it's it's a bunch of villains' trust is in short supply while trying to figure out what Rip knows about the um, the rest of the Spear of Destiny, of course. So uh, they try torture, it doesn't work. They try hypnosis, it doesn't work. Then they try more torture, and Damien somehow knows to remove one of Rip's molars, which has the information for a, um, a, a, a lockbox. That's not the right word. Lockbox. Okay, that is an old Saturday Night Live bit about Al Gore. So, uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's a, a bank, a safety deposit box. There we go. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to think of. Safety deposit box in Switzerland. Uh, it exists in 2025. We don't know how long the account had been open, but the um, uh, apparently they're able to check when it was last open, and it was last open in 2025. So uh, Damien, uh, Malcolm, and Rip uh, all go to this bank, and they try to open it, and it doesn't work because Rip needs a passcode, and they don't have Rip's passcode because they don't have Rip's memories. They have Phil. So there's a bunch of killing. And they get out, and then they fight, 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 fight. Uh, the Damien and Malcolm show. Okay. They fight, and for some reason, uh, Malcolm basically challenges Damien to a duel, because that's how they settle disputes in the League of Assassins. And uh, Rip, they do it in front of Rip. They do it in front of Rip for some reason, and I don't know why. Uh, this also leads me to question... Um, Malcolm, okay, sorry, Damien does not have his powers. Like, when Eobard Thawne plucked him out of time, Damien did not have his connection to the idol. And I, I think I'm going to run with a theory that no matter when that happened, because he had essentially become unstuck in time, if you will, uh, he was going to lose that connection. So basically... Eobard has his two henchmen, two former members of the League of Assassins, and that's it. One of whom was Rachel Gould, the other one of whom was not. Um, it's a little. I mean, I, I guess we're getting you know villains, but they're both they're also both Arrow villains. And I mean, he's a Flash villain, and the only League villain uh, that we've had so far is Vandal Savage, and that's fine because ugh, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't see Vandal Savage working with anybody, and the thought of him and Damien working together, like, Damien knows he's going to die. He is working to prevent his own death, and he is still smug. He is smug AF, and it grates. 
oh, it wears on me something fierce, but um, I remain confident in the fact that everybody who's uh, supposed to die will die again at the end of this season, although I'm sure they're going to get the, the Spear of Destiny and they're going to use it to rewrite reality for a bit, but somehow the good guys will make it out because there's more seasons of this show, and yeah, like I said, I've seen the crisis, so I know that uh, everybody's okay up to that point. All right. So um, they fight in front of Rip, and then Rip convinces them to work together. He's like, this is what your boss wants. And I, I don't know why he does this, unless it's to, you know, avoid being hit by a stray blade. Because, uh, I mean, there's another room in wherever they are. They don't have to fight in front of Rip, but they fight in front of Rip. Okay. So Rip convinces them to work together. They decide to work together. They head back to the vault. Malcolm has tortured the bank manager. He uses that code to get into the vault. They get uh, the the thing. Um, uh, safety deposit box. Sorry. While they are doing this, Eobard shows back up as just as Rip has managed to escape uh, and ties him back up. Rip, semi-reluctantly, but I mean it's part of, you know, uh, the League of Assassins evil duo's plan I have to say, by the way, Legion of Doom, there's only three of them. That's a very small Legion. Like, the Legion of Doom uh, on the old sh on the old Super Friends show, and certainly on uh, um, the um, uh, uh, Justice League Unlimited, had dozens of members. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was the thing. Anyway, so there's only three of them. And, like, two of them basically have the same power set, which is we're trained as assassins. Done. Okay. So they get into the safety deposit box, and it's basically, it looks like a funky CD kind of thing. Like, maybe a, it's like a funky CD in a rectangle, or in a square plastic case. So Eobard shows up, explains that it is a mnemonic archive. There we go. Mnemonic archive. And it holds all of Rip's memories. And as they do that, they close the vault. And Eobard starts getting real nervous because he reveals what happened to him is that Eddie killed himself. So Eobard was written out of existence as we saw in the flash, except somehow there are remnants of him, which have now become aberrations. I guess later on in the time stream, uh, Flash created Flashpoint and trapped him in a, a, a vault, essentially a, a cage, and that is where this this Eobard comes from. Sorry, he's not a remnant. He's a he's a result of Flashpoint. So Barry, you done fucked up. You shouldn't have created Flashpoint. Um, so something is chasing him. And it basically, he thought it was a time wraith. It's not. It looks like an undead flash. My guess, if I had to, is that it's what was left of Zoom in a flash costume, which has now become sort of the Speed Force's evil undead leg breaker, which is weird, like, that the Speed Force, well, maybe it's not the Speed Force. Maybe it's time. Who knows? But I, I don't know why they have an undead flash rolling around, but they do. Eobert says that it senses the Speed Force, uh, Damien's answer is, well, don't use the speed force. So they have Eobard stand in the middle of the bank and wait while this thing zooms around. And then Malcolm fires an arrow. And then Damien throws a knife and it catches both of them. And then Eobard speed punches it back into the vault 
where they just manage to get the vault closed before it can escape. Now, they had Eobard closed in the vault. They have this thing closed in the vault. What I don't understand is why Eobard didn't just phase through it, because I believe he knows how to do that, because he taught the Flash how to do it, so I don't know why Eobard didn't just phase through it. And I assume that the undead Flash thing is going to phase through it at some point, but they, they admit that. They're like, okay, um, this Eobard's like, this thing isn't going to be held for long. we got to get out of here. So they get out of here. They go back to their lair, wherever it is. Eobard happens to have a thing that will open a mnemonic archive. He's got a, like a, a future PC and he opens it up and there's a bunch of, there's a, like a hologram of a brain and a bunch of little blue chevrons pointing down at it. And then Eobard says, but it would be a shame to, it was like something like we can't give this, we can't simply give this back to Mr. Hunter without improving it. And all the blue chevrons turn red. And then uh, the stinger is we see 1776, it's Christmas day. Uh, which I believe means that they already had the Battle of Trenton, because I think that was Christmas Eve, um, if I'm remembering right. Is it the Battle of Trenton? I, you know what? I'm not I'm not great on the whole Revolutionary War history. Uh, Pache McDuncan, I did listen to Revolutions, or I am listening to Revolutions, I just haven't in a while. Um, but I did listen to the whole American Revolution part. Uh, but yeah, I believe, that, well, whatever it was, it was Christmas Eve, George Washington crosses the Delaware, uh, and ambushes a bunch of Hessians who are roaring drunk. That's the thing. And I mm, think that was the Battle of Trenton. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so Rip Hunter walks into the tent. Uh, the guy playing Washington says, I don't know, says something, and then Rip points like a Glock at him and shoots him. So they have turned Rip evil. So let's discuss this for a moment. There is a device on which you can hide your memories, right? You can put all of your memories in this device. But if somebody has a thing that can put, uh, give you these memories back, they can also alter these memories. So why would you ever, ever use that particular device to store your memories? Like, here's a thought. Why aren't they on Gideon? Why why don't you have like this thing stored on the time ship so that if anyone needs to bring you back, they hook you up to your AI whom you know you've worked with for years? Because what are the good guys like? What's what's supposed to happen now? Like they're gonna get a hold of this thing and somebody's gonna know how to turn Rip back to good like Look, just don't store your memories on a device that can also be used to alter them. That just seems, uh, well, um, like a really, 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 really bad plan. Okay, so we talked about the bad guy plot. The good guy plot is basically figuring out what the bad guys are up to and how to use the medallion. They do have the medallion. From context, it seems that the bad guys ended up with Rip's part of the spear. Uh, they don't show it, so it's not, you know, obvious. Uh, but the good guys don't seem to have it. At least they don't talk about having it. So, for whatever reason, uh, Professor Stein thinks that his daughter, who is a doctor in nanotechnology, will be able to access the information on this first century medallion. So they go to Central City. Uh, Jax goes with the professor. He is surprised to see that the professor's colleague is 
his daughter uh, because also they're trying to figure out who the speedster is. And I'm like, if you're going to go to Central City, why not just ask the Flash, right? He, he's the one who's who knows all the speedsters and has fought them. So ask him. Um, anyway, uh, she brings an ionic something or other that she's miniaturized. Like they point out that it's usually the size of a room. And she's like, oh, I had some ideas about micro miniaturization when I was on vacation in Tahiti. Uh, she zaps the medallion with some ionic, uh, an ionic pulse or whatever, and it shows the, you know, the red hologram of the planets or what have you. Um, they take it back to the ship. She and Ray hook it up to Gideon. It's apparently, what do they say? It's something like one point something zettabytes of information. So it's, it's a lot of information, especially if it was created in the first century. Like they haven't, Maybe they'll explain it. Maybe they'll explain who did it. Maybe it was another time traveler who went back and created this medallion, blah dee blah dee blue Like, it, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, they finish whatever this adventure is, they realize that at some point the Spear of Destiny will need to be found, so they go back to the first century with the medallion that they've created, so in the future, when they need the medallion, it'll be present. Right. Um, look. That's largely the plot of the watch in Somewhere in Time, and I hate artifacts that are created solely within their own loops, but it could happen. All right. So the good guys figure out how to use the medallion. They plug it into Gideon. Gideon's got it right about that time when Ray and Lily, Martin Stein's daughter, are celebrating. Uh, McRory, out of nowhere, after being told not to, maybe because he was told not to, reveals to her that she is a time aberration. So then she and Martin have a tearful conversation, you know, where she's like, well, you didn't even want kids, and now you've got me, I'm sorry, and there's all this, all this, a lot of recrimination, self and otherwise. Uh, Martin goes off to drink some tea Earl Grey hot, and I hope somebody says that to the replicator, the food replicator at some point. I really want someone to say that. Uh, they probably won't, but I'm, I'm going to hope. Uh, Jax goes to talk to him because, of course, they've got this psychic connection, Mart reveals that his father was not very affectionate and they didn't want to have kids because they were afraid history would repeat itself. Jax points out that their whole thing is changing history, which it's it's not. It's supposed to be saving history, but what have you. Um, so then Martin is going to talk to his daughter when he meets the rest of the team who've been trying to figure out who the speedster is. And they have slowly reached the realization that the speedster needs to alter reality, right? Not just change history. You can't go back into the past because maybe the speedster doesn't exist. And then they're like, well, maybe the speedster is an aberration himself. And then Martin Stein goes Eobard Thawn and explains Eobard Thawn's sort of story. Uh, now, I want to say that this is intercut with the scene in the vault with the villains. So like the heroes realize what's going on and the villains get the information at roughly the same time. So that's kind of, that was kind of fun. Um, so now they know who the villain is, uh, and now they know why he wants the spirit destiny. Um, but I don't know how that's going to help them stop the Legion of Doom, consisting of, again, one speedster and two ex-League of Assassins people. Well... I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but we'll see in future episodes, won't we? And I think, what is this? Is this episode 10 or something like that? So there's only seven episodes left in the Legend season, so it should, um, you know, happen 
relatively quickly. All right, so that is going to be it for this episode of Arrow, chapter and verse. This is episode 51. Just a little note for those of you who are listening this far. I don't think anybody will. But uh, I actually uploaded my first episodes to Buzzsprout yesterday and sent them uh, sent the podcast into iTunes for review. So if you're listening to this now, it means that things were successful. And uh, I have uh, uploaded this raw audio podcast, which is just me rambling. This is actually sort of like a weird thing that would happen in Legends because it's like, if this happens now, I was successful in the past, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Hope you're having a good day, and I will see you next time.